0: Hello and welcome to the Period Chats podcast. On this podcast, we look at how society has impacted women's health over the years. My name is Kate Morton and I'll be your host along with many amazing guests who will join us. I'm a registered dietitian and passionate about bringing women's health to light and making it a table conversation. This episode and future episodes are brought to you by Funkit Wellness, an all-natural cycle support company that works to support women through their entire cycles, not just their periods. You can try their amazing seed cycling kits on their website at www.funkitwellness.com or you can join their community on their Instagram at funk.it.wellness. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Period Chats podcast. We are so excited to have Kristen from the Good Witch Kitchen here today. She's also the host of the Lunar Body podcast, which I really, really recommend you guys checking out. It's one of my favorite cycle podcasts right now. So without further ado, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Hi, thank you
1: so much for having me. Uh, I'm Kristen Ciccolini. I am a functional nutritionist and menstrual health educator based in Boston. I'm in my fifth year of practice, and my specialties are hormone health, um, the menstrual cycle, and also helping people heal the the relationship between food and their body. Um, I do a lot of work around getting out of the diet mentality, intuitive eating, and developing your
0: intuition around food. I love that so much. And at Funkit, that's what we're all about, because food is such a big part of our lives. So, healing that relationship is definitely the first step in getting to know your cycle. So, I love to ask because it's kind of a niche market, oh, it's not a niche market, but everybody thinks that it is. How did you get into hormone health and just periods and cycles? I'd love to hear your story.
1: Yeah. So, well, before I was a nutritionist, I was working in social media marketing. Um, Thank goddess, I do not do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I still manage my own social media, obviously. Um, I'm a marketing nerd, so I do keep up with all the trends and everything. But I was managing 10 clients and like three to four platforms per client. So it was exhausting. And, um, you know, that, that's how I really got into it. That job had absolutely no work life balance, and I was depressed and burnt out. I figured the only thing that I really could control was how I coped with that. And so I started committing to more regular exercise and eating more intentionally. And that showed me the connection between food and my mood and my energy levels, which seems obvious now that we're like, so in the know about it, (laughs) you know, hindsight's 2020, but I never realized the impact that it could have. And as I learned about, you know, what food could do, I wanted to tell everyone because I found it so fascinating. I was like that very annoying person that just wants to spread the word. Um, but yeah, fast forward, I got my nutrition certifications after a couple of years in practice, I started noticing more and more that my clients were experiencing issues around their menstrual cycle and that it was never a primary issue that they came to me for. It was always an afterthought or something that they thought was supposed to happen, like painful or big mood swings, things like that. And I've also grown a lot over the last few years to be more social justice minded. Um, So it was very interesting to me that these women were suffering and they just expected to suffer. They didn't see it as a big problem or um, they saw it as a problem but just assumed it was one they couldn't do anything about. So hormone health was always something that I wanted to eventually specialize in. So this was a sign to me that it was time to make that change. Um, And education is really, it's always been a foundational element of how I approach health and, uh, and how I work with clients. So I felt like it was really natural to start educating about menstrual health, since this is not something we're really taught about, Um, or if we are, it's, it's something that we get the patriarchal perspective on. So that's kind of
0: long story short, how I got into this area. <laughs> no, I love that. And when I was listening to your podcast, I love that you're social justice minded and that you speak your mind and that you really are using your platform to talk about all of these issues. And I love to dig into, I found it really interesting. And this is not the topic we're technically talking about today, but that it was always a secondary thing. It was never like the first, I would love to just dig into that a little bit because I find that really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They would come to me, um, you know, issues with energy or issues, um, with gut health or, you know, just these other things that you would normally tie to nutrition, because I mean, just like I didn't realize that food had anything to do with my mood or energy level, like long ago, um, you know, people don't really connect it to your cycle or to your hormones as well. Cause it's just, it's not something that's talked about. Doctors aren't really telling you, oh, well, are you, you know, are you eating enough fat in your diet or, you know, um, so it is, it is very interesting that it's secondary and, you know, it, it's not until I asked them about it that they, or back then it wasn't until I asked them about it, that they had said something, um, because it's just so normalized to feel that way. It's so normalized to feel terrible <laughs> during your period and to always, you know, to be on the couch and to take days off. And, um, I mean, of course take days off if you need it, but it's also not, um, a normal healthy cycle to be out of commission for a week,
0: every single month, you know? Yeah. I mean, even personally, you know, like I said, I'm a dietitian at all this school to learn about the body. And I accepted those symptoms hands down. I was like, this is just how my life's going to be. I just going to have to take days off work. I'm going to have to always, it's me always to be a fight with my boss, blah, blah, blah. And then I had the same realization like, oh, it actually is common, not normal. So I think it's interesting that People were coming and you dug into it and found it, but it was never the first symptom they were coming with. Right.
1: And what you just said is really important is that common and normal are completely different things. Like just because it's something that happens all the time, doesn't mean that it's
0: how your body is supposed to be functioning. Yes, 100%. Well, what we're really going to be talking about, and I'm so excited. And this is, again, why I was super drawn to your podcast and your social channel was I'm an RD. I'm very Western trained and I've done all my holistic training myself. It's my fertility and hormone training has been self-taught or learned from others, but lunar energy is something that I find very interesting and I love. It's a huge part of my life. And I wanted to bring you on because you have such a beautiful perspective on it and tying the two things together. So could you kind of tell us what that is? And even like, talk about like, you know, how you came up with your podcast name, all these different things. Um, they are so intertwined, but our society ignores both of them, to be honest. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my podcast is called the
1: lunar body and it's called that because I was looking for a gender, gender neutral way to talk about this stuff because science is very binary and the whole conversation around hormones is very binary. And I'm still, I mean, I I will never say that I'm perfect at this. I'm just really trying to be more inclusive where possible. And I also really just like the, that lunar energy. We all have it. We all have a relationship with the moon and it just, so it, it, corresponds to our menstrual cycle so beautifully. Um, But yeah, I like to say that I balance the practical and the mystical. (laughs) I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a witch, but I'm also um, a very stereotypical Virgo. So (laughs) there's a lot of like that practical stuff in there along with the spiritual. Um, But yeah, in terms of, you know, how I bring it into my business, I mean, I think I've really grown a lot as as a business owner over the last few years, but also spiritually too. So that's a big part of my personal life is working with the moon, whether it's related to my cycle or, um, it's rituals around the lunar phases or just acknowledging the moon when I notice it in the sky. Like I love taking a walk on a nice sunny day and it's like you catch it in the sky. It's like a little reminder that it's always there when you need it. Um, And it just, like I said, naturally lends itself to the work I do because the menstrual cycle is so similar to the lunar cycle in length and in energy. Um, And also hot take. (laughs) I find a lot of, I find a lot of wellness content um, to be really boring. (laughs) Um, Like not to knock anyone, but I feel like it's all recycled. It's nothing people haven't heard before. Um, No one's making up anything new. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, saying anything new either, you know, I'm for sure, I'm not the first one to talk about any of this. I'm always happy to give credit to the people I learn from, but I really, I want to respect people's time, you know, not feed them the same things that you always hear, like eat your veggies and drink a smoothie and have some lemon water. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> um, but my big thing again is always the education behind that. So if I do mention those things, I don't want it to be like, as an authority, like I tell you what to do when you do it. I want it to be more of like a peer-to-peer relationship with people. And if I do mention those things, I'm going to share why it's recommended. You know, there's something useful you can take away from it. Um, so I think I got away from your original question, but um,
0: you wanted to know. Um, no, you answered you know, it perfectly. I just, it's okay. a good <laughs> overview. Like, And this is just like a conversation because I just find it so interesting. And I agree with like in the wellness, I've been in the wellness industry a long time now. And I think not that long, like seven years but with funk it it was a big thing I was like the name actually like funk it wellness is like funk wellness because the way (laughs) the way we traditionally do it it's very for one demographic for one type of person but it also feeds into the diet culture mentality and I really hate that like wellness should make you feel like your best self like whole and excited and empowered and educated it shouldn't make you feel like oh, this company's trying to sell me this one thing and telling me I'm not good enough so I can have it, which is a whole other tangent, but we've been talking a lot about that. So I'm glad you touched on that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, I want I want this stuff to be more approachable and sustainable and flexible. Cause like, just like you're talking about with the diet culture stuff, it's very rigid and it's very like the word. What's the word? You have to fit into like this unattain- one unattainable. box. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it feels like it's just not attainable because you know you're never going to
0: fit into that box. It's it's very specific.
1: <laughs> well, the um, box
0: wasn't made for you to fit into, it was made exactly. for you to try to fit into.
1: Yeah, it's aspirational and that kind of content, I don't know, that just doesn't really resonate with me. And I know I hear from other people that it doesn't resonate with them too. So I try to element into. To it. And, you know, I want, I want to talk about things in a way that feels true to me as a human being, and not just as a practitioner saying things I think I'm supposed to say. Um, and I'm a witch. So I want to connect with other people who are like on that same level, or at least are curious about incorporating that element into their lifestyle, because it can be a really nourishing thing. And it's not always uh, food related. But as you know, as a holistic practitioner, I find any type of nourishment relevant to
0: that work. I love that. And that leads perfectly in. So we talk a lot about the moon and your cycle. And you know, when I'm working with people, we, who have, we call them a cycle with a free spirit. Cause I had one for a long time and I hated it being called in a regular cycle it made me just feel like, I don't know. I just hated it. So we call it a cycle with a free spirit. I love that. It's so good. Right. Yeah. It's, like, it's nothing you're it's like, it just is. It's not, you don't need to be attached to it. It's not your pro like your fault. We're going to fix it. So Lunar energy is something that really gets brought into that because using the moon to guide your cycle when you're trying to find it, um, or whether you are on your cycle and you're paired at either end of the moon, I'm not an expert in, but I'd love to hear you talk about that because I know a little bit, um, but I'm not an expert again. So I'd love to hear you.
1: Yeah. I I love the way you frame that. Um, so do you want me to share like how, how it sort of corresponds to the cycle? Okay. So the moon and the menstrual cycle are are pretty similar. They both are roughly 28 days. Um, and I do wanna know that it's not exactly 28 days, either of them, um, lunar cycles, I think 29 and a half and a healthy menstrual cycle can be anywhere from 25 to 35 days, 28 is just easier <laughs> to talk about. That's how we usually talk about it. Um, so that's the common way. Um, and we also talk about the moon generally in four phases, the new moon, waxing moon, full moon and waning moon. And these phases and the energies of each of these phases also correspond on with the four phases of the menstrual cycle. So I'll go through each of them. Um, the new moon is typically associated with your menstrual phase. um, when you have your period, it's a, it's a quiet and restful restful time. The waxing moon is associated with the follicular phase of your cycle, which is when estrogen is gradually rising in the body to build up the lining of your uterus. And then at the same time, the light of the moon's growing and then growth is like the keyword word here. You might feel expansion in different areas of your life, motivation, creativity, mental activity. It's always, I like to say, it's a good time for like brainstorming and planning. Cause you're in that you're, you're motivated to do those kinds of things at the time. And then the full moon, the lights at its brightest. It's when the earth is at its most fertile, uh, which corresponds to the ovulatory phase when you're ovulating and releasing an egg, that's when you're fertile. So nice. Overlap there. Um, You also have really high energy. You want to socialize, you want to be seen, you know, have the spotlight from that full moon on you. And then after that is the luteal phase. And as your energy kind of declines from the full moon, full or ovulatory phase, progesterone takes over. And that gives you more of a calming, relaxed, inward feeling. Um, Same as, you know, the light of the waning moon's declining. And you tend to want to focus more on yourself, check in with yourself, take care of your own needs before menstruation begins. And then the cycle starts all over
0: again. So that's how they sort of mirror each other. Yeah. I find that so interesting. And we, I talk to a lot of people every day who are using the moon as their menstrual phase or like their menstrual cycle. And they start to get more in touch with both of those things simultaneously. And it's mind blowing. It's like, Oh we're actually way more connected to the earth and the moon and the sun than anyone wants you to believe. And I find that fascinating.
1: Yeah. And one thing I do want to mention is that usually when I explain this, people are like, wait, well, what's happening in my body isn't really matching up with what's going on in this Guy. and that's okay you, it does not need to match up But really the point of um using that as a guide is just to give you an an example or to give you an idea of what the energy is like so that you're able to plan accordingly so if you know that um you know your luteal phase is coming you might not want to schedule a whole bunch of meetings around that time or um you know, it's just in a way to help you embody the energy of each phase. It's not necessarily like, okay, it's a full moon. You are ovulating right now. It might be that that would be, that's really cool. And it's easy to track that way. <laughs> um, but it doesn't necessarily have to match up.
0: Yeah. And that's like, t- cause we get that question a lot too. And I'm like, no, it's just like a guide. And so how do you recommend tracking that and executing it? So, you know, how do you recommend tracking your cycle and then kind of matching these energies to maximize your Superpower.
1: Yeah, um, pen and paper is the easiest. You can just you know write down a word for how you're feeling each day um, along with the day of your cycle that you're in. So over time you can start to notice patterns. Um, Like, again, if you want, if you know, on day 23, you typically don't want to be near anyone and you're really moody. um, Well, then, you know, not to schedule anything with friends that day. (laughs) So that's, that's just a small example. But um, if you aren't using pen and paper, a lot of people like to use apps. I personally use the Kindara app, which is based on the fertility awareness method. So if you're familiar with that, it's a great one to use. Um, I also recommend Clue, um, which is pretty user-friendly and gender neutral. And there's another one I like called Stardust. It's uh, more of a, like a witchy one.
0: I'll be download that. That yeah. sounds
1: fun. <laughs> and they have really funny push notifications too. So I really like that one. Um, but with any app, I if you can, I would recommend turning off the prediction feature if you can, just because it's usually wrong and it'll just confuse you. <laughs> um, Cause it's, you know, it's just guessing based on, especially if you haven't put any data in yet, it's just kind of guessing and it's usually not correct. So it's better to just like take notes yourself, get, um, get to know your body a little better, understand your patterns, like actively rather than relying on an algorithm to tell you what's what, um, if you have a free spirit cycle (laughs) and you're not really sure where you are. I mean, first it's great to just input that data into the app where, wherever you're starting from, but you can also use the moon to start, playing around with those different energies. So maybe, you know, if you haven't had your period in a while, if you're working on getting it back, then you can follow the moon phases and adjust your activities. And, um, based on the energy of the moon phases to get yourself back into a rhythm. And then as you start to cycle again, then you can take what you've learned during those lunar phases and apply it to your menstrual cycle.
0: That's awesome. And I just think it's cool to track and see, because sometimes we don't notice things. Um, You might think, oh, this part of my cycle was this way. And then you start tracking it and writing down how you're feeling. You're like, oh, actually my luteal phase isn't as bad as I thought it was. And I felt really great for 80% of it or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like pen and paper too. And I mean, I'm a cycle nerd. So like I've got my aura ring that like tracks my temperature and I write all of my stuff down and then I input it into an app. I have heard Kendara, um, Natalie on our team, has like, I think three or four years worth of data in it. And she said, it's awesome. Like it's yeah. very thorough.
1: It is extremely thorough. That, it, it can be overwhelming if you're not, if you're just starting tracking, I wouldn't recommend it because there's a lot that goes in there. Um, so, I mean, if you want to, and just input all the data and then figure out what to do with it later, <laughs> it's just good to have it on there. But I do, I do both. I do pen and paper and an app. And I have my, I have my planner right here. I use my planner as basically a journal. So um, you know, the beginning of the month where it gives you like the month overview, Mm -hmm. that's what I use for just writing down like a word of the day. And then throughout the pages, I'll just journal a little bit about what happened that day. So that way I can always just like flip back and forth and see if there's any patterns. Or if I look back, oh, what was going on on this day?
0: It's just really helpful. And I like to do that. Do you have any tips for journaling? Cause that's something like I hear about all the time and I personally would love to get into. So what are your journaling tips?
1: I'm not like a huge, like sit down and journal for like 20 minutes kind of person. <laughs> um, I mean, you can see there's only like a little bit of space for to, for, to journal. So I'll just write down like what I felt like the main uh, things that happened that day were um, like my main energy or, or if there were any um, notable issues that day, um, any big conversations I had, um, just, you know, just the main highlights of the day. Uh, it's, it's not like, I don't really use it to explore too many feelings. I usually do that. If I want to do that, I'll use, um, do you ever use notion? No, what's that? It's an app on your computer, and it's um, it's like Google Docs on steroids. It's amazing, uh, but I'll just type in there. I'll just like I'll make a little entry in there if I want to go deeper. Um, I usually need like journal prompts to explore things because if I just sit there and write for forever, I'm just gonna be like I don't know what to write about. Today was uh, today was productive. I did work. It was great,
0: you know. That's like me with usually, journaling. I'm like I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I usually rely on prompts if I'm really going to go deeper. Um, but this, so that planner that I was showing you, it's the many moons planner.
0: Have you ever heard of that one? No, I haven't, but I like how I'm like a pen and paper person. Everyone laughs at me that I still order planners and like notebooks. Um, so I'm going to have to order that because I liked it as the moon. I kind of like, yeah. it doesn't have a ton of space because it's not as intimidating. You can just write your couple words down and like, you know, if you're tracking like cervical mucus or anything else, you can jot it down there temperature yeah it's yeah, like a good one
1: well this one I mean this it goes right into whatever all, all the stuff that we're talking about it's you know it shows the moon phase it also has rituals and like in um, tarot prompts and journal prompts for the full moon and the new moon and also at the beginning of the month so it is really a great introspective planner <laughs> but again like I said I don't really use it as a planner I just use it to keep track of my cycle and my awesome feelings.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm totally gonna have to copy you on that one. Cause it seems like a great planner and something I would like a lot. Yeah. I, g- I totally recommend it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So as we're both nutritionists, um, how, and I don't know the answer to this. So I'm super, I don't know if there's an answer to this. Does nutrition tie in with the moon? And I know it like cycle syncing, but is there anything specific with the moon that we should know about? Um, that's a good
1: question. I usually relate it to your cycle. Um, so, you know, you can eat for your cycle yes. and do the cycle thinking thing, um, with the moon. I don't know. That is a really good question. We might have to like, dig into that. Like maybe both do some research, maybe we can put it in the show notes if we find anything. Yeah. I think that, uh, that also is something to do some personal exploration with. See if you notice any personal patterns with you know how the moon is affecting you and and whether that translates to any like food choices or you know different cravings that's really interesting
0: yeah okay maybe we'll both <laughs> we'll leave this podcast and we'll page into the moon we can add like cravings to our planners and see yes. what happens <laughs> um, i'm a huge cycle thinking fan i mean obviously we make seed cycling kits like we're so into um, cycle thinking but yeah i just had that thought like while we were talking like i wonder what the moon like it can definitely affect sleep and energy. So I wonder if it affects cravings, eating time, eating patterns. Mm -hmm. I have to dig into that a little bit more. That's a good question. Yeah.
1: That could be a nice project for us to work on.
0: (laughs) We can work on that in all our spare time that we have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're kind of wrapping up. I've so enjoyed, like, I just think the moon and lunar energy and cycles, they are like mystical and practical. Like they are these things that are very intertwined. Um, Is there anything else like that's on your mind right now that you want to like tell our listeners or anything you've been doing some personal research on or any fun projects you have going on? Um,
1: I do have a lot going on. Um, In terms of advice, um, I would say it's like, since we just kind of touched on the eating for your cycle thing. Um, obviously seed cycling is fun and awesome and you should continue doing it (laughs) if you want to. Um, but I think, I feel like people get caught up in that. Like they want to know how to eat for their cycle and they want to get really into the weeds of that stuff. But I think the main thing people need to remember is like, you need to have the basics in place before bringing all of that stuff in. Like you can't, you're not really going to target much if you're not sleeping well, or if you aren't eating balanced meals or getting any movement. So making sure that those are in place, that's going to be huge towards regulating your cycle. If that's, if that's something you're working towards. Um, So that was just on my mind while you
0: were saying that, but um, other advice. Um, That's great advice. And I tell everyone, it's like the unsexy advice, but it's like sleep, fat, fiber, and protein, hydration, and Gentle movement are like honestly the keys. They're like, yeah, do those things and then let's start really customizing your meals. Like, no need to get stressed about that until we're at least doing these things.
1: Yeah, 100%. People always want to go to like the next level, like, tell me something amazing, tell me this great tip. And I'm like, well, you really like it's not like it is unsexy. It's like you already know the answers, it's just you need to implement them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then they're hard. <laughs> they seem easy, but they're very difficult things to do. But once you do them, you're like, oh, this is how yeah. it feel.
1: Yeah. I say just implement them, but you're right. It is hard. And it's so funny. Like when I talk about this stuff with clients and I remind them like, oh, are you drinking water? Is that why you're getting your headaches? And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, I swear, like with my clients, I'm like more of an accountability potter than anything. Like, just because we get so caught up in our own lives. Yeah. It's so nice to have someone on the outside being like, have you had water today? Actually, how much sleep did you get? What's going on at work? What's going on at home? And kind of yeah, like just probing there, gentle reminders. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And um, this episode is going to be amazing. And I'd love for you to tell them where they can find you, Instagram, podcast, website, all these great things.
1: Yeah, um my Instagram is Goodwitch Kitchen. My website is goodwitchkitchen.net. My podcast is called the Lunar Body. And I also have a cycle syncing membership program. Um it is open right now and you can find it at syncmembership.com. It's s y n c membership.com.
0: Amazing. Well, everybody check that out. If you guys have any questions, um just Give me an email and we can send them to Kristen and we can maybe jump on another one and answer them. So thank you guys for listening and have a good day.